Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is a Lip Media podcast. Beyonce sits slay. Shante, you stay. You say that's fishy. Well, I say he's dishy. We say that's fierce, so sing all my queers. Don't go nowhere, just prick up your ears. The Word of the Gay. Welcome to Word of the Gay, where we aim to dissect common words in the queer lexicon with regard to their history, contemporary usage in the LGBT plus community, and in pop culture at large. That's your host, Lenny, and I'm her camp co-host, Brendy. Thanks for tuning in. You can follow the show at Word of the Gay Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and send us for any word suggestions. Absolutely. We Please actually do. did receive one last week, which yes. we will be doing in the next fortnight. Yes, Very for exciting. sure. Yep. Cannot wait for that one. But this week, a bit exciting. We've, it is. Uh, Rounded up a few of the girls. We're pulling down the chart and we are talking about female names. We are. Well, actually, we're actually getting really specific and talking about Mary and the girls. So the use of she and her pronouns by cis gay men and also words such as honey or girl is becoming an increasingly visible practice. Yeah, I think using these words as a way of embracing a certain femininity and showing vulnerability or affection to others who you know, share your identity. For sure. And it's also creating like a shared culture um, and using feminine language can be a way of reclaiming oppression that many gay men have experienced and also tearing down the gender binary too. And this practice, which is sometimes known as sheing, has a centuries long history around the world in places such as England, Peru, the Philippines and South Africa. Yes, because historically queer people have switched their gender pronouns so that they can openly communicate with each other in times when it wasn't safe to be openly gay. And black queer people of all genders played around with their use of pronouns and gendered specific language during the Harlem Renaissance especially, which was a social movement that occurred around the 1920s. Yes. And, Leonard, this practice has been <laughs> documented in letters from soldiers during World War II. Oh. <laughs> when the military was actually on the lookout for evidence of homosexuality. Yeah, so to evade this, soldiers would shift pronouns in their letters, allowing them to freely express what they were up to and what kind of fun they were having with other men. (laughs) And these days, there's a thriving practice of gay men calling each other by traditionally female names. And I'm not going to lie, I absolutely love it. And I think Mary is definitely my favourite. Oh my God. Mary is probably one of the most popular, let's be honest. And probably the oldest. The oldest, yeah. yeah. Mother Mary. (laughs) Mary Wilson from The Supremes. Typhoid (laughs) Mary. She was a disease. Um, (laughs) Some may think it's ridicule. I think it's more so just affection. Um, It's another way of saying there's a gay guy. Yeah. 
one of my friends, Ben Morgan, has been nicknamed, well, he nicknamed himself Typhoid Mary on Facebook because <laughs> he had this whole identity situation. Yep. From there, we actually all named him Typhoid Mary and then <laughs> dropped the typhoid and he has been Mary since about 2010. I'm yeah impressed that people can commit to nicknames like that. Yeah, and everyone like and literally to the point where I'll be talking about my friend Ben Morgan. And they're like, "Who?" I'm like, "Mary." They're like, "Oh my god, <laughs> yes. yes, 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 Ben, Mary, Mary, Ben, yes." <laughs> so another name which probably doesn't have as positive connotations. Yes, um, but we all are very familiar with, I'm sure, and maybe someone sitting in this room may have been called Brendy. <laughs> Is Nancy, have you ever been called that? Maybe. Maybe. Or Nancy Boy. Um, it actually Nancy Boy, yes. Yeah, it's not very nice. Um, so this actually came about in the 1930s. There was an outrageous gay burlesque character who would have audiences in fits of laughter as he pranced around the stage. So that was great that he existed, but, you know, that's where those negative stereotypes definitely arose. Yeah. Um, and he just had, you know, campy scenes and sketches of gay life. This show was quite controversial, though, and some critics actually claimed that it created audience of lusty gay men that were having sex in dark rooms of oh. the theatre. Oh, scandalous. <laughs> scandalous. And that um, was somehow connected to Nancy? This character, because he was the Nance. Oh. And then it was obviously turned into a bit more of a slur. But I think this was supposed to be more positive representation. Yeah. But yeah, that's where the, the word derived. Oh, Nancy. Mm. <laughs> now, sticking with end names, we've got Nelly. I think it would probably be even bigger stereotypically than Mary. Yeah, and I think it's about an ultra-stereotypical gay man. Hugely. Majorly camp. Like, yep. it's about the swishing and the mincing, <laughs> the limp wrist and the lisp. Yep. It's defined, Nellie's defined as pretty much being a gay guy that was born out of the closet. Yes. And can't I guess- change. Can't change. He is what he is. She is what she is. <laughs> Even like the, the term Nellie for me, I was like, I know it as Big Nellie Bottom. What? <laughs> Big Nelly bottom. So it's, it's like yeah, you've got tops and bottoms oh, and then you've got like yep. a guy that's a bottom and then you've got a big bottom and then you've got Big yep. Nelly bottom. The ultimate bottom. The ultimate yep. bottom, okay. the ultimate stereotype, <laughs> the ultimate swishing, mincing, limp-wristed, lisp, camp yep. bottom. And then in non-alphabetical order, we've got Judy, yes. which is derived from the worship of the gay icon, Judy Garland, really. Somewhere. <laughs> yep, I'm not going to continue that. <laughs> So your Judy or your best Judy is a good friend, caring, funny, straight talking, good at keeping your dirty little secrets, Brendy. Oh, <laughs> so many Judy. <laughs> also the name of my favourite bar, side note. <laughs> dirty little secret? Yes, which oh. will connect with this name a oh, little bit great. later. <laughs> There's also a podcast called Best Judies as well. Yes. Which we're fans of. And that is a great show. Yep. Yep. And the final name, although there are many others. Many, many others. Many, yeah. many others, but we've just chosen our top five for tonight, <laughs> uh, is Lucy. Not as commonly used as the other four that we've mentioned, but I think it refers to the iconic pioneer in regards to female comedy in mm. America, Lucille Ball. Yes, that makes sense. Hugely. Yeah. She was theatrical. She was incredibly camp, very exaggerated, her facial expressions. She <laughs> was just a complete clown. Would have been a massive gay icon. Massive. Well, yep. She was a big gay activist, yep. huge gay icon. I mean, she was continually portrayed in drag by mm -hmm. so many different yep. drag queens over the years and whatnot. But then all of her shows also had you know, the title, I Love Lucy, The Lucy Show. And evidently in like the late 60s and 70s, here's Lucy. <laughs> Super camp. And I just think, yeah, she's great. I always assume that gay men who use, you know, she and her yes. um, and girl, it was merely just a way of 
I hate to use the word reclaim, but just subverting the stereotypes that were imposed upon them as having to be a certain way when being a man. Yes. But then also just subverting them and being like, anyone can be she. It's more of like a sisterhood. Definitely a sisterhood. And a way of like connecting. Look, definitely in regards to um, embracing my femininity with other friends and getting comfortable with one another and, as you said, sisterhood. I think I've also used it in the past when I've tried to friend zone guys. Yeah, like, ah, <laughs> oh, here she is. Yeah. Out. Like, even it's just, not, se- it's even, not a sexual, it's, it's very much I, a friend. I'm not going to be calling somebody dull in bed. Yeah. Let's be honest. Uh, hey, dull. <laughs> like, but, yeah. you know, or even they've like, yeah, when I've been sort of friend zoned in the past, it's definitely going from like, oh, here he is to, oh, here she is. Hey, yep. yo, like turning that gay acquaintance into a girlfriend. Well, I I do like, like, I find it, a lot of the use of it, like, very endearing and nice. I like when people play around with pronouns and subvert those gender stereotypes because it's all constructed anyway and it's so meaningless. Well, I think it was different, like, 20 years ago, the word she would have been used against a gay man in just regards to being theatrical or over the top or um, a drama queen, whereas now it's very much like, no, no, no. Yeah, and when it's gay men using it, it's obviously different than a straight person using that as like a slur. 100%. But also I do find that although most of the time, if I hear someone use the word her or she, it's quite positive, but I've definitely heard it used in ways that I don't like, which is usually they're calling someone she because they're trying, they're attributing like a negative feminine trait to the person based Mm -hmm. on something they've done. Like if someone's being bitchy or dramatic... They'll say, oh, like, oh, she's... She's having a moment. Yes, exactly. That sort of thing. So, it's like, if you're the sort of person that says it all the time, but, like, that is based on a negative stereotype about about women. Hugely. Which probably gay men shouldn't be calling straight women more dramatic than them. (laughs) You know, if we can talk (laughs) stereotypes. But, yeah, so I, I don't really like that sort of use of it. No. There's also been not major criticisms or anything, but a little bit of talk online about how maybe we need to reevaluate the use of these pronouns um, in order to respect non-binary identities. But I think it's it's not about misgendering someone. It's about showing that people can be comfortable with all pronouns. Yes, like it do- like it, And it's just something that society has created that we don't really need anyway and doesn't really serve us. So what's kind of the difference? I think it's it's kind of impressive that Gay men have been doing that. Well, not just gay men, Uh, but the queer community have been doing that for so long. I think also, at the end of the day, sometimes it's just a nice term of endearment. Yeah, definitely. Like, I was, last Thursday night, I hit the town with my dear friend Dwayne. Yeah. He and I, I nicknamed, well, he nicknamed himself years ago as Viv. So, I've always called him Viv. Anyway, we went for a bar hop. We ended up on Wedding Wellington at about 5am having a cheeky jacuzzi. And, uh, <laughs> oh, your third time, we, golly. Yeah, we, we were in the jacuzzi just chatting away because best girlfriends. Yep. And uh, it was like Blanche and Dorothy out of fucking Golden Girls just sitting in the spa. Anyway, so I ended up leaving him because I was like, I'm done. I'm tired. So I went off to the change room and chucked on my capri pants and my blouse and my cardigan and as I was leaving I was like I better go and say goodbye to her so I've gone up to the spa and as I've gone there Viv's got Dwayne Dwayne's got his back to back to the pool so he's he's facing this plethora of men that have just like come into the spa and since I had jumped out to get his attention, I've called out Viv and he was still chatting. So I've sort of strutted on up. I've done this massive high kick, landed my <laughs> leg behind him. I'm like, Viv! 
And he's turned around. He's like, Judy. I was like, Dal, I'm going home. He's like, no worries, Dal. These 12 men are just sitting in the spa, just looking. And I was like, goodbye, men of the spa. <laughs> <laughs> I just sort of sashayed oh, away, and I don't know. Great. I just sounded. The next day, when I relayed it to a few other friends, I was like, "It's probably very unsexy." <laughs> <laughs> like, like, in a spa, mincing past in my canary cardigan, calling it. each other Judy and Viv. But yeah, whatever, whatevs. But yep. nicknaming, I sort of find within the gay community is well. I mean, between any community, nicknaming is always popular. Like people go by last names, people go by middle names. Hell, my great grandmother's name was Ita Mary, and she always went by Mary. And I mean, we're even Leonard and Brenda, and that's a role reversal of our names. Brendan to Brendy to Brenda. Yes, and Leonard well, to Lenny. Look, to I've just I've got to give it to the gays that they're very creative with language. Yes, and I don't know how you how you people because um, I'm talking about gay men. Well. They're so creative with integrating it into their vernacular so seamlessly. Like I, I don't have that because I actually have got yeah just a few examples of my friends that I've nicknamed okay. over the years. Let's yeah. hear them. My best mate Matt, who lives over in London, yep. he became Tilly because I was like Matt him. Matilda Tilly. I got it off underbelly after some criminal. There's, <laughs> there's a pattern emerging. There is a pattern emerging. Paul became Polly Pocket. Oh, that's cute. And Polly has just stuck. Yep. So then you sometimes drop the last name. Um, <laughs> Good work. You, you, yep. You're working with it. You're working with it. Nicholas became Nicki Minaj, which is now Nikki. Yep. And then there's Not also. Nicki no. Oh, God, no. The webs. Um, <laughs> and then you've also got my friend Mark Peacock, who's slightly a bit of a muscle Mary and yep. she's a bit presh. So she ended up becoming uh, Princess Peacock. Peach because oh, great. I just fixed a few things with his last name and now everyone just calls him Peaches. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, they're like, fucking hate that nickname and then it's all just yep. slowly. Yeah. They and embrace I, mean, it. I got nicknamed Judy and it has just fucking stuck. Mm. I've been called Judy for the last nine years. Do you think this relates a bit to how gay men kind of idolize, you know, older women, divas, icons? Just women in general. Women in general. 100%. Yep. I definitely don't call any of my friends We saw your Kanye. photos of um, <laughs> Oh, my God, it's Kanye. <laughs> we saw your photos of your- First Wives yes. Club. We were all so excited to do that. Jimmy, James, myself. We were all calling each other. We weren't even calling each other by the characters. It was Diane, Bet, and Goldie. Okay, yep. And- um, <laughs> Yeah, to do that, uh, First Wives Club, just for any of our listeners that haven't realised what we're talking about, I had a costume party and it was F-themed and it was trying to work out what the fuck are we going to go yep. as F and I realised First Wives Club, it's brilliant. this is a dream come true, we all get to be our, yep. our little divas and um, we even did the iconic scene walking down the street yes. with our... <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, definitely. I yep. think it 100% comes down to the idolization of women and celebration of women within the gay community. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you've got the drag queen. I think drag also has a lot to answer for. Yes, definitely. 100%. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. But I mean, I've talked about my nicknames. What about your nicknames? For me? Yes. Yeah, or just your, like, always, any well, of your gay friends. Well, I don't give nicknames. Okay. So that's very right. boring of no, me. No pet names. We're not suppo- no, I do tend to be nicknamed male names. Yes. I think it's just Lenny. But then it, it always somehow ends up being a male name, as you nicknamed me Leonard. Um, <laughs> I'm no, sure you, you've I'm, been called I'm Leonard not, before, though. No, I hadn't. Really? No, I don't know. I'm not I'm not creative like that. I, and the, I don't commit to it like yeah. you do. Uh, really, 100%. A big part like of your life. A contract is signed <laughs> and it is like <laughs> embrace it or just get weighed down. Maybe more secretly, you know, I will commit to nicknames about people, but not to their face. <laughs> no. okay. Not in a mean way, but just like you have, yeah, that sort of way of referring to someone, but they might not know. Yeah, like bitch face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slut. <laughs> Look, I don't. I can't speak for other queer women or lesbians. Speak for every single one of them. But Lily. look, I know that gay men, the drag community, the trans community, have a bit more of a penchant for language creativity. Ah, lesbians are more practical. But not to say that there's not many <laughs> We're more creative lesbians. You're more practical. <laughs> my girlfriend's very creative with nicknames. But what does she call everyone. you? Oh, yeah. she actually calls me by my full name, Eleni. There's two people that call me by my actual name. Right. And she's one of them. Okay. Because everyone else is like a variation on... Yeah. Yeah. Cutting off letters, adding on letters. But I'm not sure that women call... Well, lesbians or queer women call other women he or him. I agree. Like, it's not a cute little like, oh, he's he's grumpy or something. Like, I would never say that. I've never heard it said. It's kind of funny to think about, though. Like, maybe I'll bring it in. But I couldn't find why. This is not like an easy Google search and there's no journal articles about it. But I'm not saying lesbian equals man-hater. No. no, no but no. lots of women don't want to be associated with men. They just don't. They don't want to be seen as as a man. Well, no. Because they're not. They're a woman. And, like, yes. they're also oppressed by men. So, it's like... We don't, like, idolise men like you idolise women. <laughs> that would, that's just so funny to even think about me, like, oh, yeah. that. Like, old. I mean, look, I do like some old, you know, Hollywood stars, but they're mostly were closeted gay men. James Dean. But, yeah, <laughs> um, Rock Hudson, Montgomery <laughs> Clift. But, yeah, that it's not the same sort of, like, oh, yeah. I really look up to that older man, like, Matthew aspire to be like him. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, as sweaty as him. Yeah, and even, like, butch lesbians, like, I've heard – them really want to make the point that I am feminine. Yes. You just see gender in this very narrow binary way. And what I'm doing is also feminine because being feminine is being a woman and you can be feminine however you like. Well, that's so. Yeah. Like we very much sort of say, here she is, or she's swanning (laughs) in, or look at her swish through the door kind of thing, or like, you know, whatever about me, like as I'm like swishing my hands right now. (laughs) But I would never refer to one of my lesbian girlfriends as here he comes. Yeah. Oh, look at him. Here he, he's charging up. Like He's charging just, up. He's, he's drinking charging, a beer. Oh, God. He's ready to fucking kick that ball. Like, I just wouldn't I wouldn't do that because I also looked at it and I thought, God, for lesbians who don't fit into you know the lipstick yep. or the, the feminine mold, yep. who you know are just them, yep. they've been labelled butch and they've been labelled dyke and yep. all these terms that are quite negative that 
have in the past tried to refer to them as being like a man. Yes, exactly. Oh, God, she dresses like a man. She's so butch. She's practically a man, blah, blah, blah. All these negative terms. So I can completely understand why lesbians would be against being called he. I'm just laughing about here he comes. Here he comes. (laughs) God, I don't even know where that voice comes from. I'm going to (laughs) say... Kick the footy! Oh, God. Ah! Ah! Get it out! <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, God. Get it <laughs> out it out. Get it out. Yeah. But with, with the feminine names, like, you know, even titles like lady and girl and, or even love, it can oh, be... Hun. Honey, hey, hun. Yeah. Uh, like, it can be patronising. Yes. I actually personally don't like other gay guys calling me hun or honey. It just, it kind of makes my skin crawl. Yeah. Hey, hun. I'm like, no, It don't. can be a bit fake as well. Yes. I mean, the fakeness, the patronisingness, it's, it's a common complaint of older women. Yep. When maybe a younger person, but sometimes also a gay man, calls them love or hun or dal, but in uh, a way that's just yes. really I'm not genuine. 100% yeah. guilty of calling pretty much everyone dal. <laughs> but I, I don't, it doesn't bother me when you do it. So no. it's like, you know, it's just a feeling you get sometimes. Depends on the person. Like, yeah. Because I obtained it when I was nursing. I worked with a lot <laughs> of older nurses who would be like, Dal, can you go get the go yeah. get the pan from the washroom and help me with you know, Shirley in room 104, Dal? And I ended up just adopting it. Adopting yeah. And that's it. a really natural Na- thing and, to do. But I then took it into the typing pool yep. and I took it into <laughs> all these other professions and I just started calling everyone yep. Dal. Yeah, I've heard, um, I've heard some people tell people off for love as well. Love is a very, like, British term of endearment, but it also yeah. can be patronising or ag- aggressive. As much as some of them are positive, there, yeah, there, there is kind of like a negative association with those sort of gay men that, you know, taught or told to dial it down so they don't get bullied or draw mm-hmm. attention or embarrass other gay men that don't want to be associated with that. I was definitely told to dial it down when I came out, which was... Nope. I was, to- I was told <laughs> nope. to dial it down last year, which was also told no. That's and that shocking. Was, yeah. And that was actually from um, my father, who attended my oh, 30th birthday. Oh, yeah. 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 Which he was then told, you will never be invited to another function. He learned his lesson. <laughs> There's only so far you can try and educate somebody. And I've just given up trying to teach him about everybody is who they are. Yeah. I just sort of think, you know what? You're 60-something years old. If you're not able to be open-minded and yep. accepting and be like, you know what, everyone is whoever whoever they are, whatever, yep. I'm sort of done. You know, he would never be able to handle my friends referring to me as she. Um, mm. wouldn't, w- wouldn't even be able to understand that it's just sort of a pet name between two men. Yeah. And, you know, that is There's what not, it is, but yeah. it's his loss. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's really good that, that you can ac- accept that, that he can get to a certain point and maybe he won't change no people are from different times and generations and and backgrounds and experiences and you need to give them some time to try to learn and you know educate them or just expose them but then you do get to a point where it's no longer your he'd have he has yeah he he would have and i haven't even discussed this with him but he would have no idea what the term non-binary means he wouldn't understand 
it just would be terms such a outside concept. of he and she. Yep. It's just that's just not a thing. Yep. That's just not a thing, and it's sad. Yeah, for people of that generation that can't open up their mind to it, I think it's just incredibly narrow-minded. Yeah, it's very limiting, and the thing is that very it's limiting. not harmful at all. Those sort of terms. It's just no. kind of it's fun and it's a way of expressing yourself. And yeah, but to help us with, I sort of I honestly think pop culture. Pop culture in regards to you know, Sex in the City, The Supremes, Destiny's Child. Yeah, all the greats. Uh, we always refer to ourselves as, oh my God, I'm the Beyonce, you're the Michelle, you're the Kelly. Yeah, you're the Carrie, you're the yep. Miranda, Samantha, Charlotte. I'm Diana and those two are the Supremes. <laughs> like, you're yeah. females. It's interesting. You're never like, oh, I would never I'm identify from- with a man. Yeah, like it, <laughs> Who were you on the Tigers yeah. team that won on the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> That's Do you know good. what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, growing yeah. up, who were you as the Spice Girls? We yeah. we would play Spice Girls. You never played NSYNC. That was just not a thing. <laughs> no. You never played Backstreet Boys. It was boring. Yeah. Playing Spice Girls or Captain Planet. See, and I identify with all those things more than, yeah, any other. From a young age, we Sorry, celebrate man. women yeah. and female names and <laughs> pop culture groups. That is a good point. Yeah. You know, the whole world, we, we have these gender constructs. Mm-hmm. Um, not always forever, but we have you know, in most places for a long period of time. Yes. It's really amazing and interesting to see those things crumble and not just the use of, you know, these nicknames and sheing and stuff like that, but the way, you know, people express themselves and it not necessarily meaning that they're having, you know, issues with their identity no. or they're necessarily identifying as a different I mean, sex or, yeah, in a different way. I mean, there's some trappings that still sometimes you can't escape, but I think that people are really actively trying to resist them. And mm. it's sometimes for some people, depending on where you are, just to make like those small changes, just to break it down. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I identify as a male. Yeah. However, I love when my friends call me she. Yeah. Because it's just sort of, it, it, it is a celebration of my flamboyance and just me being me. And at the end of the day, like I am what I am. And I feel incredibly free. Now, you've got in the Disney movie Wreck-It Ralph, the character which is Nellie, also Queen. Um, and you know, we discussed the name Nellie earlier yes. tonight. It is an incredibly camp, camp character that's in charge of the whole race of the movie. It's also in the, the first one. The villain, correct? And the villain as yes. well. And as you and I both know, Disney has got a very good knack of having very camp villains yep. throughout a lot of their movies, but we'll discuss that in another episode, maybe. Yes, we maybe. will. Okay, yep. yeah. yeah. But we yeah, can do that. Wreck It Ralph, both one and two, do watch it. <laughs> Nelly's only in the first one though. Okay. Yeah. Placebo actually had um an album called Nancy Boy. Another name we discussed tonight. <laughs> Crazy. Ah. Which was released in nineteen ninety seven and the group was led by openly bisexual frontman Brian Molko, who was an androgynous figure of the nineties. Yes. And they were kind of a reaction to the machismo and the super masculine yeah. stadium rock groups. Well all three like all three members, one was gay, one was straight and one's bisexual. Yeah. Yeah, and they often like tried to play with like fluidity of gender and sexuality in the way they presented, like mm-hmm. wearing dresses and, and makeup. And that's good when uh, straight men can be involved in that too. Ah, it's, yeah, all of them. Yeah, I loved it. Their song um, "Every Mean Every You" from Cool Intentions. Like, oh my god, yes, so good. <laughs> You've also then got Seinfeld. There was an episode <laughs> of Seinfeld where George jumps over a puddle and is called Mary by a group of kids. It's pretty funny. It's- like. <laughs> Anything that happens to George in <laughs> yeah. that show is fucking hysterical. Um, Boys in the Band, the film, we've actually mentioned it quite a few times. And there's a Broadway 
production of it that came yes. out last year with a bunch of famous gay actors and one of the main characters just throw he calls everyone Mary and there's a lot of she's and who is she who was she she's a sick lady um and he also says i have trouble with pronouns which i think is like a really good line so i know you've mentioned it before and i think everyone should should watch it it really holds up yeah yeah um no and then you've obviously i don't know it's one of my favorite episodes as well um i've got a lot of favorites still so many favorites um in will and grace when jack starts working at the gay network He's the only gay executive to have a straight personal assistant, a male straight personal assistant (laughs) called Scott, and he can't deal with it. So he refers to him as Elizabeth. That's great. It's just, uh, watch it. It's excellent. It's the traditional series, not the reboot. So it's good. I will watch. I've actually never seen it. Um, Will and Grace. No. I've seen random episodes. I'm just going to go pack up my bag now. This is (laughs) fucked. Who am I working with? I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, this is probably the film we've um, referenced most on this show. You reference I reference most. <laughs> <laughs> Which is Paris is Burning. There's a, a very genuine and heartfelt moment between two young kids. One is actually homeless, it seems, like in the way he describes his situation. And they re- yeah refer to each other as sisters. Yeah. And it's really, really sweet. That is sweet. But also, yeah, as we know, very sad documentary. And like the end of the Supremes' career in 1969, we too have come (laughs) to the end of tonight's show, celebrating female names, Mary, Nancy, Nellie, and all the she's. Let's be honest, there are so many more. And like always, thank you so much for tuning into the show. And like always, you can follow the show at Word of the Gay Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you do really, really love the show and you know you have a friend that's maybe starved of queer content, just let them know and pass pass it on, share the show. Word of mouth is so important in podcasting. Absolutely. Um, We are more than happy to educate. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Or try. (laughs) As always, Lenny, it has been a hoot. It totally has. We'll see you in a fortnight. Yep. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.